When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. everybody here we go it's that time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious and very blustery it, it is quite the wind tunnel outside glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today is Thursday, April 28, 2022. And by the way, you know what Thursday means? It is Trivia Night at the Hopknot, a very, very popular feature there hosted by the great Bill Cini. Uh, Bill does uh, trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays, but Thursday nights he's at the Hopknot. And if you're going to be participating uh, or participating, as the jealous one likes to say, um, a <laughs> little inside, but if you know, you know, uh, you uh, you will want to reserve a table early because those tables do fill up quickly or just get there early. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't done it, I suggest you do. <clears throat> trivia night at the hop knot and of course they've got those delicious gourmet pretzels they've got an ever-growing assortment of craft beers we are so very honored and proud to have them as a sponsor uh great food great service and such a wonderful family that owns and operates the hop knot um <clears throat> coming up uh on the show today in the uh looks like it's uh i'm by myself for the first hour but in the second hour the effervescent uh, Glenn Romeo Juliet Willette, the people's mayor. I think that's what the RJ stands for. Uh, he's a big uh, Shakespearean fan. Uh, Glenn RJ Willette, the people's mayor, will be joining us live in studio. He will be at the news desk and on the couch, we will have Ukrainians. Yes, uh, Glenn is bringing some uh, Ukrainian immigrants in uh, once again. And uh, I spoke to him uh, before the show. And apparently... Uh, one of the uh, one of the gentlemen he's bringing in today just got here from Ukraine, so uh, that's going to be very interesting. And uh, does not speak English, but uh, Victor, who was here the last time we had the Ukrainians on, uh, Victor will translate for him. So uh, this um, 
this will be very interesting, I think. So looking forward to that. So that's going to be uh, coming up in the second hour. Meantime, in the first hour, if you'd like to give us a call, you can. 603-250-6007. But uh, I believe our friend EZG is on the line. Hello, EZG. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. I'm telling you, that wind tunnel was so bad this morning. I had to go see a uh, follow-up doctor's appointment, and it, I, I almost fell down. The wind was so bad this morning. Oh my god, I could barely move my walker. The wind was like coming against you. It was uh, awful. Against the wind, I couldn't even move my walker. Yeah, I don't know what's horrible there. The uh, I we can figure out. Going to, right now to the JFK outdoor uh, amusement park tonight. Freezing cold. Or going to the fisher cats and sitting in the cold weather with the Merrimack River wind coming against you on your back. Well, uh, the way that you've described uh, those two options, they both sound miserable. I know it's awful. It seems like every year the JFK. Well, they didn't come the last few years because of COVID, but it seems like when that fair comes in of April, it's always lousy weather. It's cold or it's it's rainy and drippy outside. And, ugh. Well, if I could make a suggestion, uh, if you want to take a quick, right. if you want to take a quick trip to Iowa, uh, our friend Dirk Don is in the Facebook live chat and says he found his stepsister in the dryer and wants to know if you yeah, could I help. Yeah, that. that's, that's a little dark, Dirk Don. By the way, well, he just wants help getting her out of the dryer. Yeah, boy, I don't think I've ever seen that before. But anyways, isn't that pretty well, she's two stuck. dreadful options? I'm going to freeze your your butt over at the uh, JFK mm-hmm. Outdoor Amusement Park. There, they have it on, on wheels. I don't really trust that. Do you, Matt, going on, on rides so they go from city to city? No, but you uh, don't care no, about uh, so Dirk's uh, stepsister. Remember a couple of years ago, a guy lost his life savings by trying to win the uh, contest over there? I don't remember that. Apparently, I wasn't paying attention. But I'll yeah, tell you this. Yeah, God lost his, uh, his life savings trying to win stuff. So when I was a kid, my mother always used to say, you know, she has complete faith if you go to an amusement park like Six Flags, you know, where they inspect the rides every morning and they're very thorough right. about Even it. Even then sometimes but, people get killed, unfortunately. But these traveling carnivals, those rides are taken apart and put back together constantly. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, plus— I think uh, it was going on when I was small, though. Not only Not that, anymore, I don't know if you've ever seen the Simpsons episode with the carnival and uh, Homer. You know, he he buys into the he buys into the Carney code, and the the uh, Carneys end up uh, squatting in his house, taking over uh, the Simpsons home. It's uh, so you have to really be careful, Easy G. Oh, I know. I, I read a whole book about the Simpsons. It's quite the uh, entourage that that uh, that. Uh... That, that uh, the uh, Simpsons. Yeah, I read a whole book about it. It was really interesting. Yes, it's an entourage. Did you also read a book about entourage, the program? No, I don't have cable anymore, so I don't watch the Simpsons or anything else anymore. So, well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the executive producers of Entourage, his last name is Simpson. All right, but today would have been a good day to stay in bed. But like I said, I had to go to the doctor's appointment. I got to go again tomorrow, but thankfully it's not till one one forty five. So one forty five. Supposed to be dreadful weather too. Really? I wouldn't call this dreadful weather. It's very windy, but it's sunny. Well, it's, it's so windy out. That's what makes it so cold. I know. It is chilly. It's so nice on Tuesday. I spent many hours outside just reveling in the nice weather and sitting mm-hmm. down in my chair. And hey, before you know it. It's so good in the nice weather, but when it's this cold, you can't sit outside. Before you know it, you'll be complaining that it's 90 degrees outside. True, true. Good point there. Good point Thank there. But you. you have to admit it. Weather is, the weather is not very nice, though. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is terribly windy, yes. Yes, that's very windy. That, that's my uh, that's my weather report, and uh, I'm going to be uh, hanging up. So have a, have a great show. <laughs> All right, I'm, Eric. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second hour. Hopefully, Glenn comes in with a long list of demands for the second hour. Oh yeah, 
I think he learned his lesson about that, hopefully. I think he did, too, because he came in here uh, right before my show this time and uh, uh, had no demands. So, I, yes, I think he did right, learn. That's what I try to do when I come <laughs> into the show. I try to have a, a, short, a, short, a no list of demands. I appreciate that, yes. Yeah, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you uh, rule your, your own roost because it's your show. That's correct, EZG. I'm glad you know that. It takes... right, I think I finally figured that out over it, the years. It, and it, then, of course, you might yeah. want to be listening. If you're up in the morning, I'm going to be on the Peter White Morning Show celebrating the, my birthday weekend. Oh, right. It's your birthday what weekend. Better way to, what better way to kick it off? Huh? I've been on the show officially since September. So, Really? But Peter was funny. I listened to the replay, and he says, and then Katie says, oh, he's going to be on tomorrow. He says, yeah, probably for the last time. You know Peter. Uh-huh. I do know Peter. Always the prankster. We've met many times, yes. So if he's listening, Peter, we'll see you in the morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Easy G. Eric Agnon. He will be on the morning show tomorrow with Peter White. Of course, the morning show with Peter White weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. right here at WMNH with a replay from 2 to 4 p.m. right before this program. I will get to see Peter uh, tomorrow night for Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Uh, I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's uh, co-hosts on that show, along with our friends uh, Dan Randall of Dan Randall and the Randlets, and, of course, DJ Steve, and uh, who also usually appears on the morning show on Friday, too. So I'm not, I'm not the only one who pulls double duty on Friday. But uh, tomorrow night, uh, Peter White will be joining us for some Brady Bunch trivia. And uh, there might be some surprises. There might be. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I can think of someone who's uh, definitely not going to be there, of course. Uh, a certain uh, individual uh, who used to uh, play in a certain uh, band who, uh, you know, apparently is persona non grata uh on retro spectrum radio such a shame you know he uh for so long i mean he practically built this radio station himself the person i'm thinking of but but now he's been cast aside perhaps he'll call today perhaps he'll call in the middle of uh our conversation with the ukrainian immigrants and uh and complain about uh anyway it doesn't matter uh 603-250-6007 is a number to call 603-250-6007 melanie says who talking about scumpy he called the other day. It was very awkward. 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. No, John, I'm talking about Scumpy. Just try not to say his name. Oh, this is probably him calling now. No, no, actually, it's Ron. Hey, Ron, what's up? Hey, Matt, what's happening, kiddo? Hey, whatever happened to the guy that used to be on your show every now and then? Um, he'd play, you know, he was a musician, but he would also do um, economics or tweakonomics or something. Oh, tweakonomics, yes. That was Mike Sutterth. Yep, he used to do, uh, uh, he, he would appear, as a musician, he is Grant Lampton. He performs under that name. That's but, right. But when yes. he would do his uh, tweakonomic segment, he would uh, he would be uh, uh, Mike Sutterth. Um is yeah. he still around? Because, well, that guy, he, you know, he was really, uh, he knew what he was talking about. He had a lot to say, and he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, I always enjoyed the se- uh, the uh, the segment and um, uh, got a lot of positive feedback on it. But the problem was he, um, there was one week where he didn't show up, and he didn't bother to tell me he wasn't coming, which was really unusual for him because prior to that, he had always clearly communicated. And if there was going to be an issue, he always reached out to me ahead of time and we'd figure something else out. And so it was really weird. He just didn't show up one week. 
And then I, uh, I, I, he was, it was so unlike him. It was so unusual that I uh, reached out to him right after the show. I said, hey, is everything okay? And he said something about he'd been sick. He was sorry. Uh, messaged me on Facebook the next day. Apologized again. You know, we agreed, okay, next week. Back in the saddle, you know, he was starting to feel better, whatnot. So then uh, the next week rolls around. Um, he messages me that afternoon to reconfirm, you know, definitely going to be there. Looking forward to getting back to the segment. And then he uh, blew me off again, second week in a row. And then, uh, no yeah, so it's like, okay, well, apparently he's uh, not into it anymore. Uh, strike two. And uh, I did finally hear from him. I think the following Sunday, he messaged me and apologized again. And I was like, all right, well, whatever, dude. Uh, you know, if you ever, uh, you know, if, if you ever want to come on to plug a show that you're doing or whatever, you know, because, you, you know, he does play out in the local scene, uh, let me know. But as far as the segment, I mean, you know, you blew me off two weeks in a row. So I think we're uh, we're going to leave that in the rearview mirror. So. Oh, okay. Well, now I know because uh, yeah, guy had a good. You know, it was just it. It was a good uh, addition to your show. Mm. Yeah, and uh, who knows? You know, maybe I'll hear from him in the future, and he'll. Uh, you know, because I'd be certainly open to it if he reaches out to me at some point in the future and says, hey, Matt, sorry again about about before. I've got my S together. I'd really like to come back and, and get the segment rolling again. And, you know, I, I promise yeah. I'll, I'll let you know if I'm not going to be there. I'll communicate and whatnot. You know, I'd certainly be open to giving that another try. It, it, but but Very that good. but that ball is in his court. I'm not going to chase him because I don't chase people. But if he reaches out to me at some point, I'd certainly uh, be open to exploring the possibilities with him. All right, and one little um, thing for Easy. I'm sure you're listening. Don't forget, you got to work on your listen, speak, pause. Listen, speak, pause. Yes. Got to communicate both ways, Easy. Can't just call, you know, just can't just hog the ear. You got to let uh, whoever it is you're talking to, let them get into sense. Listen to what they're saying. Exactly. That's all. Yeah. Constructive criticism. Yep. He has his ups and downs with that. Sometimes he doesn't listen at all. Sometimes he listens... A tiny bit. Yeah, he's wound up. I understand. Yeah. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. He's wound up. Yeah, absolutely. But we love Easy G. Happy. Uh, yeah, we do. Happy birthday and weekend. Happy birthday, Easy. Absolutely. All right, Ron. Well, thank- yeah. Thanks, bud. All right. All right, All right my friend. Bye bye. All right, that was our friend Ron, and that opens up a line for you. 603-250-6007, I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering, the song that I opened with, and uh, we didn't get booted on Facebook for it, uh, it's, uh, it's a Kiss song called War Machine, but it's a cover by a band called Cyclone Mary, and I, I really like their version of it. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's John C. Hopwood. John C. Hopwood, yes. How are you, sir? The C being for cornucopia. Oh, that actually does start with a C. Well done. Yes, I'm just a cornucopia of love today. Except I believe it's pronounced cornucopia, not cornucopia. Didn't I say cornucopia? It sounded like you were saying cornucopia. I did say cornucopia. Right, it's cornucopia. I thought I said that. I don't think so. I think you said You're cornucopia. You're really uh, testing the old cornucopia of love right now, baby. At the corna, cornucopia. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, John. What, what's on your mind? Is it really easy G's birthday? 
Uh, it's his birthday weekend. I believe his birthday falls on Sunday. So this is his birthday weekend. Is this another one of his scams to get gifts? Uh, it very well could be. Uh, you know, I don't trust a man who uses letters for a name. So, I mean, we all use letters, but, you know, you know what I mean. Capital letters, E, Z, G, I don't know. I am skeptical. Well, I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been very agreeable with you lately. Uh, sometimes you're agreeable. Well, you certainly weren't agreeable last Friday, and you're going to be here tomorrow, correct? Should I come as disagreeable John or agreeable John? Uh, both have their merits. Uh, agreeable John is very pleasant, but I think disagreeable John actually makes uh, for better radio. Oh, there's two half. There's two hours, right? We could have. We could uh, rotate uh, agreeable John with disagreeable John. That's true. I say go with what you feel. If you'll remember, John, at the end of last Friday's show. Uh, you were very disagreeable. I was uh, uh, saying that, you know, I was discussing how I think the chance of any sort of a nuclear confrontation with the Russians, despite the current fraught circumstance that we're in, is still infinitesimally small. And you seem to feel that it was inevitable and it was about to happen and we're all about to die. So we were very much uh, on opposite ends of the uh, spectrum on that issue. You were very disagreeable. I think that you've mischaracterized uh, <laughs> what I would... What I would have probably said <laughs> I, if I wasn't so easily distractible. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, I mean, that was the vibe I was getting. It's uh, Armageddon is nigh, and uh, we're about to have a nuclear war, and uh, that's it. We're all dead. Uh, that, that was that was the vibe I was getting from you, but I apologize if I misinterpreted something. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that you're uh, incorrect because, you know, you are entitled to having feelings. I do have feelings. Feelings. And express. Nothing more than I mean, you're very feelings. civilized for a Yeti. Uh, uh, see, that's, uh, you haven't done that in a long time. That's a terrible slur. Okay, I'm just going to ask you a question. Although I am due to be trimmed and brushed. I'm sorry, yes, go ahead. Are your cuticles going to be cut back? Tomorrow? Yeah. I do have an appointment in the morning, yes. Oh, yeah. They can be tricky cuticles, mm -hmm. yeti cuticles. Mm -hmm. A little bit. You remember what happened up in Lewiston, Maine that time? And went off oh. to Glenn R.J., uh, you know, doing a disco dance contest. Hey, what happened to Scumpy? I never heard this story. Oh. He just kind of, like, disappeared. So Scumpy was supposed to be on, uh, he, he was supposed to be coming in uh, Friday night for Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. when Peter is here. And apparently, uh, now I don't get involved in booking Paul's show. I, you know, I'm I'm one of the right. co-hosts on the show, but I don't. You know, I, I stay out of the booking of it. That's none of my business. But uh, Scumpy, out of nowhere, he called this show a couple of days ago and and was complaining that he had been disinvited from Retro Spectrum Radio, and and uh, he was all upset. He was he was all worked up in a lather. As they say, I think the young people say that now. And I was like, uh, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Uh, it's uh, you know not my deal. Uh, but uh, anyway, Scumpy is not upset with me, but uh, but apparently he's very upset with uh, you know he feels that he did a lot for WMNH. He real, I mean, as I've pointed out, you know, occasionally on the morning show, he would actually uh, bring uh, Peter White a, a bagel or a muffin or something. I mean, that by itself just uh, gave everyone around here a big boost. I think. 
So, I mean, he is largely responsible for our success here, as you know. But, uh, but yes, he was yeah. very, he was very upset and very resentful, and he felt. I, I think he feels like a scorned lover. Uh, he has been cast out of the garden, and will not be attending uh, tomorrow night. And he's, and he's very upset about it. Are you sure the correct term is scorned and not burned? Oh, spurned, scorned. I think he's both of those. Uh, a spurned lover, uh, but hell hath no fury like a scumpy scorned. Yes, that's very true, Matt. Uh, yes. We do have to remember when he, uh, you know, took out uh, that note on those uh, used Yugos in mm-hmm. order to get the station financed uh, about six or seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that, boy. That was uh, quite the scandal. You go, Gabe. Jeez, uh, well, you know, we all thought he was a genius at first. Like, who would give anybody a, a, a brass farthing for you go? And it all turned so ugly, didn't it? As it often does. But we forgave him because it's scumpy. No, well, you know, just goes to show you about those communist uh, dicta- ex-communist dictatorships. They uh, can cause a lot of trouble. Don't I always say that? Yes, you do. Now, take care. Have a good show. And we all thank you for, uh, you know, heightening our existence two hours every weekday. Well, well, thank you, John C. Hopwood. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Yes, you will. (laughs) Uh, You'll see both disagreeable and agreeable, John. Hopefully uh, in a... And proportions that are proportionate to the situation. Oh, good. I'll leave it at that. Well, we appreciate that. All right, (laughs) bye-bye. All right, that was John C. Hopwood. Yes, he will be on with us uh, tomorrow. Uh, In the meantime, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. It's a very busy chat room today. Uh, Eric Pilcher uh, joins us in the chat and says hello, everyone. Eric from, of course, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and the host of Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review, which we present to you right here on the program every Friday afternoon. And this week, the subject is Big Trouble in Little China. And uh, looking forward to that. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Eric, uh, I believe you are also on John's uh, television program, uh, WPYP-TV, this week, as uh, Eric is a frequent contributor on that show as well. And they discuss film. And don't forget, of course, Eric's website, pilcherspoint.com. Uh, where he also discusses film, and very often his columns on that site tie into the film review that he uh, uh, presented uh, on this program. So, uh, great website. I suggest you check it out. A lot of uh, wonderful content there. Uh, EZG is in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Eric. Uh, Dirk Don, from, also from Iowa, and of course of the Arrogant Media and Java Fog YouTube channels. I suggest you subscribe to those. Speaking of great content... Uh, and uh, Dirk uh, says in the chat room, guys, I found my stepsister stuck in the dryer. Well, we did try to get EZG to go to Iowa to help you with that, Dirk, but uh, apparently he is uh, busy. Uh, he has other plans this evening that he's trying to uh, uh, decide between. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us in the chat. Mike from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. You can bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Big supporters of all the shows here and of WMNH. Oh, Eric Pilcher in the chat says that was postponed. He was not on uh, on this week's WPYP TV with a John C. Hopwood. Uh, John Hopwood is in the chat room and says, uh, oh, he misread something because he has dyslexia. 
Uh, Jenny is in the chat room, uh, of course. Uh, uh, let's see. There's a, a running joke in the chat room I'm not quite following, so I'm going to skip a lot of these. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont joins us uh, in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Melanie. Um, let's see. You know what? Part of the problem is too, Facebook Facebook is uh, showing me these out of order, which happens occasionally. It, uh, it It's like a, it, it turns it into a game, a spontaneous Facebook live chat game where it just randomizes the comments for me. It's a lot of fun. Oh, in fact, Melanie says, let's play a game. It's called Don't Answer When Ron Calls. Best part is we all win. Oh, my goodness. No, we love Ron. Ron is uh, Ron is beloved on this program. Uh, Eric Pilcher points out that uh, EZG does not care about Dirk's uh, stepsister. That was made uh, quite uh, clear. Um, unfortunately, yes, EZG seemed entirely unconcerned. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crystal joins us in the Facebook live chat from the uh, gr- the great state of Illinois. Crystal says, I think this is referring to EZG's lack of concern about Dirk's stepsister. Uh, he was literally rude and narcissistic about it, too. Just wanted to talk about his own stuff. I know. I know. I, so I apologize, Dirk. Uh, I think your sister is going to remain stuck. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Dirk says maybe Texas Mike can help. Where is Texas Mike? Well, Texas Mike will end up dating her. Um, <laughs> I think everyone got a little confused about the scumpy thing. Uh, Paulie C is in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Paulie C. John Hopwood says, I love scumpy. Um, <laughs> John Hopwood said uh, flatulence in all uh, caps. I'm not sure why, but I did decide to go ahead and Read that. Wow. I'm going to have to go back and read this chat room later and uh, try to figure out all the stuff I'm missing that I'm not understanding. Like I said, Facebook uh, glumbled the uh, the uh, comments. Um, <laughs> Jenny says in the chat room, this is regarding our second hour when uh, Glenn RJ will, let, will be in with the Ukrainians. Do you think Glenn will let others take the mic this time? I don't think so. I believe Glenn will be at the news desk, uh, as is his his want. And and who am I to argue with him? You know, he is the people's mayor, after all. Uh, Glenn, Reno, uh, Jacoby, Willett. Uh DJ Midas joins us in the Facebook live chat. Now, Midas, I was very sad to see, and I had heard rumor of this, and apparently it is true. Uh, Midas posting on Facebook earlier that they are moving, he and his family are moving to Florida. Uh, I am curious, Midas, will you still be doing uh... the just because deal? Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. 
Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. You know, because obviously you, you know, you send it in after you record it. Will you still be doing your program late night delight here uh, on WMNH or will that be moving to another venue, uh, another radio venue? Uh, oh, Texas Mike is in the Facebook live chat. Uh, hopefully he's on his way to Iowa to help Dirk's uh, stepsister. Uh, Mikey says, can I join in the fun tomorrow afternoon? Yes, you can, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Pauly C says, maybe we should just, uh, maybe we should have just let him think you're a guy. The thought of Mr. Hopwood getting hot under any circumstances uh, makes me a bit nauseous. I don't know what that's about. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I'm going to... uh, Skip the rest of these because I don't know what's going on. Oh, hello to uh, Katie Jean, uh, better known as Katie Dobbins in the Facebook live chat and says, hey, hey, it was wonderful to speak with Katie the other day. Um, Melanie was pointing out that Scumpy has a lovely wife. Well, apparently uh, she will not be here <laughs> either tomorrow night. Uh, Eric Street joins us in the chat and says, uh, today is National Superhero Day. Who is your favorite superhero? My goodness, I did not realize uh, that today... Uh, was National Superhero Today. I don't know that I personally have a favorite one per se, but I do recall back in the 90s, there was a cartoon. I used to watch it on, uh, was it on the Cartoon Network or on Comedy Central? It might have been on Comedy Central. Uh, It was uh, The Tick, and I enjoyed that uh, very much. So I'm going to go with The Tick. There's a particular episode called That Mustache Feeling where he grows a mustache The Tick actually grows a mustache, and I dare say uh, hilarity ensues. And he had a wonderful sidekick named Arthur, who, if I remember correctly, would wear a bunny suit. So uh, I recommend recommend The Tick if you haven't seen it. I believe believe this is John C. Hopwood calling back. Hello, sir. Yes, you're right. I just wanted you to to clarify things that I said that uh, the F-bombing of Melanie La Liberté now that I know she's a dame, uh, got me hot. But uh, that is what Paul Cormier uh, got him nauseous. Oh, I see. Yes, I understand. Well, such a tangled web in the Facebook live chat of my program. Yes, and it is National Babe Ruth Day, I might add. I just saw that in the chat room, National Babe Ruth Day. So is that... Uh, are Do you, going, you that's remember a, the sport he played? Oh, I was going to say, isn't that a candy bar? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. He was a uh, baseball player. You got that right. I'm learning. I'm all sporty now. I'm like Sporty Spice. I know. And all how many quarters are there in a baseball game? Quarters, I believe there are 12 quarters in a baseball game. Is that correct? Once again, you win the crown today on that. You are I'm so smart. a national superhero. I'm wicked smart. Take care, Matt. Thank you, John. Wow. I, I'm learning all this stuff about sports. I'm ready to host a sports show. This is fantastic. I don't know how many innings are in a basketball game, though. I'm still confused about that. Uh, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Scott Robinson joins us in the Facebook live chat and says, when are the People's Mayor and Texas Mike going to do a duet on air? I do believe, I dare say, Scott, that uh, there is a certain inevitability to that. Uh, I I do feel that it will happen. I just don't know when. But hopefully soon. It's it's the collaboration or the collab 
as the young people say now, that the world doesn't know that it needs, but does. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. This sounds like Paul E.C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. How are you today, Matt? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm well. I had no idea that today was National Superhero Day, and I just wanted to uh, let you know who my superhero faves are. Yes. So when I was a kid on Channel 56 in the afternoons, uh, they would show, um, you know, the, the cartoon Mighty Mouse. Now, he's not my superhero fave, but there was a show on, on uh, Channel 56, half-hour cartoon block of Mighty Mouse cartoons, but they showed um, the Mighty Heroes for one of the cartoons. Now, do you remember the Mighty Heroes? No, I don't remember that at all. All right. Well, by the time I saw it, when I was a little boy syndicated on Channel 56, it was already like a 15-year-old cartoon because it turns out it was originally on on Saturday mornings. And it was a group of five really clumsy superheroes that consisted of like a dopey redneck mechanic who turned into um, Strongman. And he was like the Superman type of character, but a big dopey Superman. And then there was Diaper Man, who was an infant baby who turned into a superhero. And there was Cuckoo Man, who ran a pet shop. And as soon as they got the call for distress, he would hop into his cuckoo clock and turn into Cuckoo Man. And then there was a meteorologist named Tornado Man. <laughs> and then finally, uh, a, 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 a sailor uh, called Rope Man, who would turn into Rope. And these five superheroes all fought crime together. But they were all very, very clumsy. And uh, they would always uh, mess things up until the final end of this seven-minute cartoon where they would always get the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Never, uh, no, it sounds entertaining. Never uh, never knew about yeah, it. Yeah, it was a fun cartoon. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid. So it's actually a five-way tie. Now, uh, John Hopwood in the chat room says uh, EZG started his media career as Diaper Man. <laughs> really? No, that's what he claims. And we don't know. Well, I had no idea. I had no idea. They do kind of sound alike. Mm, oh, well, there you go. There you go. Right. Hmm. Well, very good. Very good. Uh, by the way, Paul, uh, do you want to uh, remind us all what we have in store for tomorrow night on Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C.? Yes, we have uh, Peter White coming in, and we will be doing the uh, Brady Bunch uh, trivia stuff, and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff dedicated to uh, the Brady Bunch. Uh, and we also have a uh, Polly C. Baker's Dozen that's brand new for all of you guys to participate in. Dan is going to be our fabulous game show host for the evening as he presents the Gilligan, the Gilligan. <laughs> I'm already thinking of an upcoming episode. Oh. No, the Brady Bunch uh, trivia questions for us. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we've got a whole bunch of music in store. Got some surprises coming up uh, that night as well. So people need to tune into that. Oh, and also we have another um, uh, episode where we're going to be giving away another $50 gift card. Ooh, very nice. That's coming up in the near future. 20 songs, 
that people will need to figure out what all have in common. Now, uh, will Dan uh, be allowed in the building uh, for that particular uh, program? No, no, absolutely not. In <laughs> fact, I already got him a couple of Greyhound tickets, and uh, I'm sending him to Miami for a couple of days. Actually, I think he might be uh, starting a podcast with Scumpy. Maybe they can uh, record that night. Yeah, really. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> well, very good. Very good. Well, looking forward to tomorrow night. That's going to be great. Yes, and just as a disclaimer, if you've won a prize with Retro Spectrum Radio in the past 90 days, you are not eligible to win again. Yeah, don't be a prize pig. Radio people do not like prize pigs. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, we should be all set with Melanie and Dan. Dan will be out of town. Melanie already won. So it'll be a nice, clean, honest game. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) All right, wonderful. All right, Chief, back to work. All right, Paul, I'll see you tomorrow night. Oh, all right, there we go. All right, that was Pauly C from Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly C, which, uh, of course, we'll be live with that tomorrow night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here from WMNH 95.3 FM. Uh, That does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. DJ Steve, Stephen Light, joins us on the Facebook live chat. Hello, sir. Uh, let's see. Oh, Eric Pilcher says the tick was born from a comic book. I didn't know that. Or actually, I think I, I, maybe I did know that in the back of my mind, or I probably assumed it, but, uh, our friend Dirk Don is on the line. Hi, Dirk. Hey, um, thank you for trying to, uh, see if ECG was able to, to help my sister out, uh, my stepsister out here. So, yeah, um, I greatly appreciate it, but you know, I, I have disappointment in, in EZG though, for not helping anyway. Yeah. He seemed, um, uh, completely uncaring and, uh, and uh, it's like he has no, uh, it's like he has no investment in what happens to your stepsister, which is terrible. Exactly. He, he really doesn't care. Mm-hmm. It's okay though. But, um, I have something going on tomorrow at 8 o'clock p.m. Central. Now, unfortunately, this is during your time with Retro Spectrum Radio. That's okay because but, uh, uh, EZG will go into your uh, your chat and will uh, try to pull people over to uh, Retro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's exactly. okay. It's unless, a, not a problem. Unless some real New Yorker decides to try to take my fans or something. I don't <laughs> right, know. right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> But uh, you recall last week I had the stream where I did where I interviewed Kretosis about yes. his um, issue with, with Acerthorn. Well, um, I was able to uh, talk to somebody else who was also affected by Acerthorn and his lawsuit. And I'm going to be having them on stream tomorrow, 8 o'clock p.m. Central, on the Arrogant Media YouTube channel so I can get um, their, inform- their story uh, regarding Easterthorn because it's different for it's different for everybody. Okay, yeah, no, that'll be very interesting. Yeah, I listened to I I listened to uh, I think probably a little more than half of of the one you did with uh, Acerthorn. I I still have yet to to hear the whole thing because you guys went for a couple of hours. But um, no, it, it, it's interesting stuff. And you know, like we discussed on the show before, it's any anyone who does any kind of online content creation needs to be concerned with the these uh, these issues and. Uh, you know, these uh, uh, false uh, DMCA claims and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you mean the one I did with Kretosis? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Not Acerthorn. <laughs> yeah. I can't get the, I can't keep uh, it all straight. Um, Kretosis it, it, uh, it sounds be, like a Greek god. 
That's how I need to remember it. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, like the, the Greek, the Greek god be of creatine. It like trying to pull teeth if I was trying to get uh, Acer Thorne Acer Thorne probably um, won't, uh, won't talk to you, yeah. <laughs> no, probably not, especially after uh, what I recently just did. So this person I'm having on tomorrow, her name is Enclave Emily. And um, she's done some really good, good YouTube videos that, um, that I recommend. But um, something that she and Kretosis are, are doing is working on horror stories. People tend to mistakenly refer to them as creepy pastas, but that's uh, that's a, another tangent for late, another like rant for later though. Um, so I decided, you know what, I'll just make up my own short story based on Acer Thorn because that's the theme of it. Oh, and so she really enjoyed it and apparently wants to have it read for the stream that she's going to do with Kratosis in the near future. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking to plug that once I, once I get the chance to, once we get details of when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is, uh, what does she do? Uh, her name's, uh, what did you say? Enclave Emily? Exactly. Enclave Emily. Yep. Um, she does uh, a good, good, decent amount of, um, gaming videos. Gaming. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, very good. So that's who you're uh, speaking with tomorrow night, beginning at so eight central, so nine p.m. Eastern, right? On the Arrogant Media YouTube channel. Excellent. I'll have to. I I, I got to make sure I get that right. I think I think last week, Dirk, I kept saying, uh, or, I, or maybe I only said it once, but I think I I mistakenly attributed that to uh, Java Fog. I got to make sure I oh, keep those okay. straight in my head. But uh, I think people probably figured it out anyway, or they knew. But Arrogant Media, yes, yes, very good. Very good. All right, I will. Uh, I will have to check that out later on, of course. But uh, no, that looks like it's. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great discussion. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. These people are just just fantastic, and I'm more than happy to support them. Uh, Crystal in the chat room uh, says, "Cretosis sounds like a nasty COVID symptom." <laughs> well, no, I've actually, uh, yeah, it does. It sounds like you know, if you have cretosis, it's probably the uh, Omicron BA two variant. It sounds more like if you uh, if you get a wound, like you uh, oh. like maybe get stabbed or something, and and the wound doesn't heal properly and it gets infected. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Ah, yes, yes, that's something you don't want to hear in a doctor's office. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, exactly. You have uh, you have. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, son. You you have cretosis. Yes, your your wound has reached the cretosis stage and it's now uh, oozing. And oh, that's disgusting. I apologize, but uh, yeah, no disrespect to cretosis, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, I don't think you'd care. No, but... <laughs> probably not. No, I I, I think All of him right. as the uh, the Greek god of creatine. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll let you go. I figured I'd make the call now because I'm pretty sure on on second hour I'm not gonna be able to do so. But uh, take it easy. Have a good one. All right, Dirk. Thanks for the call, my friend. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Bye. All right, that is our friend Dirk Don, of course, from uh, he's got a couple of YouTube channels, lots of great content, Arrogant Media and Java Fog. I suggest you subscribe to them both. But uh, yeah, so tomorrow night, uh, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, he's got uh, another live stream on the Arrogant Media YouTube channel with Enclave Emily. And uh, sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting. I'll probably, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll be here for Retro Spectrum Radio. I'll have to go back and check it out later, of course. I still have to finish, uh, I still have to finish listening to the, uh, to the previous one with Kratosis. Uh, Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Eric from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. I uh, just wanted to throw something out there. I put it in the chat, but 
uh, if anyone's looking for a great new series to get into, they need to check out, and they're a fan of film, they need to check out The Offer on Paramount+. Plus. It's a, it's a limited series about the making of The Godfather and all the problems they went through with production and things like that. It has Miles Teller as producer Albert Ruddy. Matthew Good is Paramount at, uh, head uh, Bob Evans. It, the first three episodes were released this morning, and I watched all three of them. Oh, cool. Okay, so it's not a documentary. It's it's a, a, a series, uh, but it's it's... I, I assume it is it closely based on what actually happened. It's actually based off Albert Ruddy's real experiences in making The Godfather. Cool. He sat down with the actual script writers and told them his experiences. Interesting. Yeah. How many uh, How many episodes does it? It'll be ten episodes. Okay. With new episodes airing weekly. Gotcha. Right. Paramount Plus, they do the uh, they do uh, more the the traditional way of, you know, unlike, say, Hulu or Netflix, where they just dump everything out, uh, out at once. Uh, Paramount Plus, they're still on the old. Right. Hulu. Hulu took this uh, took this approach with the uh, series Pam and Tommy about the Pamela Anderson. Oh, tape, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they they released a new episode each week. And I think. Streaming services are starting to go that route where they dump like the first two or three episodes the first week and get people hooked. And then every week following a new episode. Yeah, I've been reading a little bit about that, about how they're starting to uh, these streaming services are starting to change their strategies a little bit and and, uh, be a little more sophisticated in terms of how they're releasing uh, content. It's pretty interesting. Uh, but it makes sense too, as more and more streaming services become available, it's it's uh, going to become ever more competitive. And I suppose at some point in the future, it'll be in a way it'll be uh, competitive, just like cable television is, where you know you got a million. I mean, it'll it'll never get to that point, literally. But you know, you've got uh, if if you have cable, which I haven't had cable, and you know we cut the cord years ago in our household because with str- streaming, you really don't need cable, but. Um, you know how there's a million different channels. <laughs> if you have cable, you know eventually there's just going to be so many different streaming services uh, competing for your for your attention. So absolutely, I think we're all at that point. Honestly, yeah. Um, at least that's how I feel. I think we're already there in regards to how streaming services are competing for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's insane, but yeah, it, 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 I watched the first three episodes this morning while I was working, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is awesome. So it's really, so you recommend and I'm it? Not a, yeah, I recommend it. I'm not a Miles Teller fan, um, except his role in Whiplash. I was a big fan of that, but otherwise, I really don't. I... I'm ambivalent to him. I don't really care. But yeah, he does a great job in it. And at the end of every episode, they have like a short five to 10 minute behind the scenes featurette. I was going to say, I'm not. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Go ahead. That talks about what they hope to achieve with this episode and actually has 
some of the real life people that are portrayed in the show. Like Albert Ruddy has commented on things that were in the show. Like he actually was Mickey Cohen, the gangster in California, by orders of uh, Joe Colombo in New York, sent someone to shoot out Albert Ruddy's rear window of his car. Oh my God! Really? Wow. To say, don't make this movie. Wow. I'll be damned. See, I didn't know about any of this. I had no idea that uh, oh, the, that it had such the a backstory. The mafia was very, very angry with The Godfather. They were angry with the book. Then when they found out it was going to be a movie, they were very, very upset. I didn't know that. I never knew that. I've always, I mean, I've always kind of wondered... You know, does uh, does the mafia get upset with this kind of stuff? But I've always sort of had the impression that they don't mind, uh, particularly because there's something like I I heard I don't know I heard Sammy the Bull Gravano or somebody say once in an interview that you know they they uh, a lot of these guys find it sort of flattering that uh, you know that 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 people are so interested in. Um, in, in in what they do and how they operate, you know, even in a fictionalized version of it. But so I had no idea that uh, that the, that the mafia was so menacing over this film. I I, I never knew that. Oh, they they were. Uh, that's how the uh, that's how Joe Columbo. That's why Joe Columbo started the Italian Defamation League, and the series really? goes into that. I'd see. I had no idea. I mean, I've always been aware, of course, of the. Uh, of, of that uh, organization, but I had no idea that's why it started. That's fascinating. Wow. Well, that was a part of it. I shouldn't say that's the lone reason, but that it was a part of it was the book, The Godfather by Mario Puzo, who was a fledgling author when that book was released. And just, uh, he, the thought was, well, African Americans have the NAACP, Jewish Americans have their own thing, Irish Americans have their own thing. We don't. Mm. So, what the hey, uh, got this book that I think is wrong. They're making it into a movie. I think it's ro- even more wrong. It's got Frank Sinatra upset, and <laughs> the mob has always had ties with Sinatra. Allegedly. Um, is, that, so, is, that, is that really true, or is that or, because I— Yes. That, that really is true about Sinatra? Yes. It, it, I, oh. I mean, you never know, yeah. really, yeah. but I— Based on evidence and everything that's been published and written, I'm going to say yes. That yes, he he did have mob influence, and he did use that mob influence, I believe, to help the Ken to help Kennedy get elected as president by winning the primary in Chicago. Interesting, huh? Well, sorry, Illinois, but yes, I I really do believe that. Sinatra did have mob ties. I think that's obvious, and I do believe he used those ties to help the Kennedys get power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crystal in the chat room says Karen Gravano, who, of course, uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano's um, daughter, uh, from Mafia Wives, uh, which is, I I believe that's a reality series. What is that, on A&E or something? Uh, Claimed VH1. VH1. Uh, she claimed she got a lot of heat from her dad's mob ties on the book she wrote and then about the show. Yeah, it has always kind of, I've always kind of wondered, you know, when when people do these kinds of things, 
um, that are exposing the mob in some way, uh, you know, how they don't, uh, you know, end up with, uh, you know, waking up one day with a horse's head in their bed or something. But, um, well, <laughs> you know, I I saw The Godfather when I was a freshman in high school. And after seeing that, I went to Walden Books. For those of you that don't know, it was a bookstore. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and bought as many books on the mafia as my uh, pre-job Eric wallet could handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just really started getting into this and reading about it and doing research. And Omerita, the code of silence that they operate under, is very important to them. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, Sammy Gravano, he he has a YouTube channel too, and he, I I read his book Underboss, and I did too. He's just very disingenuine. Uh, here's a guy that basically sold out John Gotti to save his own hide. He can say all he wants on TV and in his book that he felt John broke rules within the mafia and was fed up with it and played the honorable card. But Sammy had procured a lot of power in regards to construction in New York and was getting very greedy. His stomach was getting bigger than his eyes, Mm -hmm. and he really... Uh, it, it was going to get to a point where he upset the other four families. Mm. And keep in mind that the Gambino family had already up rocked the apple cart by killing Paul Castellano without the commission's approval. Yeah. They killed the boss. Yeah. And they did it in Manhattan, New York during rush hour. <laughs> yes. I mean, hello, silence, quiet, don't do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you broke one of our major rules. So Gravano, to hear him tell it, he thought John was disingenuine, but it, it, there was he was going down a path where he... The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. From Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. He was going to have a target on his back. Yeah. And it was going to be game over for Sammy Gravano. Yeah, I remember. Really um, quickly. I remember I, I read Underboss as well. and You know, this was like 20 years ago now at least. But I remember um, there was definitely an attitude. Gravano kind of takes the point of view in the book from what I recall that, 
you know, he was very um, disillusioned. Uh, he does like, I don't remember him taking a lot of responsibility for anything. And it was more just, you know, he no. kind of blamed, he, he blamed Gotti for everything that went wrong and he kind of, everything was everybody else's fault. And he kind of sort of portrayed himself almost like an anti-hero, um, and, uh, and, and just blamed everyone else for, for everything really. Um, and it was very sort of self-serving in that way. I mean, it, it was a good read. I liked the book. I'm not knocking it, but, um, but I just remember it being very sort of um, self-serving, I guess would be the term. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even his interview he did with uh, Barbara Walters mm-hmm. or Diane Sawyer, it was one of them. Yeah. On 2020, after he turned witness, was very, like, very, you know, I'm the victim here. And right. it's like, well... One, I firmly believe most of the people he killed got into that life, and I'm one. I'm a firm believer, and you get into that, and you know how it's going to end. You made that choice, right? So I, I'm sorry that someone died, but it's like someone that goes into goes into being a career criminal. And people are like, oh, it's a shame he went to prison. Right. <laughs> well, that's a choice he kind of made. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. He, ch- he uh, chose and, his and destiny. This road only ends one way, so. Right. But, yeah, it just he's very cold, and he loves the victim card. Mm-hmm. That he, that John Gotti sold him a bridge on dry land, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but you were pulling in close to a million a week. You greatly Jesus. benefited from John Gotti being in charge. Right. You went to John Gotti and said, let me kill this person. And John Gotti was like, okay, sure. Well, isn't that what goes wrong for a lot of these guys though, is, is they just, they get greedy. It, it's, it's the greed that gets them right. I mean, they, uh, you know, if, if they just quietly went about, went about their business. Yeah. It's the greed of their subservience. That gets them into trouble. Because what ends up happening is with the RICO statutes, these these guys get involved in drug trafficking. And the mafia was anti-drug for a very long time. Yeah. Because of the stiffened penalties. And it forces guys that don't want to spend life in prison for dealing in cocaine or heroin. They... They turn into canaries and mm-hmm. just start singing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what ends up happening. I mean, the bosses, they get all this money in a week. They turn to blind eye. And then guy gets busted for it. He turns state witness, mm-hmm. gives up the whole upper upper tier of that family. They're all going away. Right. And by the time they bow, he's already in the program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. there's no once once you're in, and once those guys get arrested, you're untouchable. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're under lock and key. Then, so it, to, with some bosses, yes, it was their greed and their lack of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the downfall happens to them that they get sent to prison because an underling gets busted and is like. I don't want to spend 20 years away from my family. This isn't worth it. This is what I know. 
let's make a deal. Right, of course. Yeah, ultimately, it's about self-preservation in the end, certainly. Yes, absolutely. So, yes, that it's, it, it's a very interesting structure of power and what these guys can do and how they operate within how they operate within and sometimes even in correlation with state government local government uh, police officers it, it's very interesting yeah yeah absolutely oh geez yeah we, we could talk about this forever well we but uh unfortunately we are up against the clock uh eric pilcher my friend always I'm sorry matt oh no 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 don't apologize i'm i'm really glad you called I always uh like i said it's a fascinating subject um, you know, it's not like I have a hard break, but I, I do need to get to a break. So uh, really looking forward to uh, tomorrow's film review. I've already heard it, of course. It's wonderful. But uh, Big Trouble in Little China, looking forward to that. And, uh, and of course, uh, do you have a new column going up on the website this weekend? I'm going to try. I've kind of run into a little bit of writer's block where oh. I go to write something, and then I'm like three paragraphs in, and I'm like, this is total crap. <laughs> Well, and I end up deleting it. And then after about 45 minutes, I'm like, so I don't know, but definitely next week's will with the graduate, it'll be a column on the soundtrack and how that film really, really made people pay attention to music and film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, that'll be fantastic. Next week's is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, all right, my friend, uh, we will let you go. It is wonderful to speak with you. Yes, as it always is, Matt. Have a good rest of your show. All right. Thanks, Eric. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was our friend Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and, of course, the host of Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review. We're going to take a uh, quick break. We're going to play a little something, show some love to our amazing sponsors. When we get back, the People's Mayor is here, and he has brought a very special guest with him. So we will uh, talk with these gentlemen on the other side of the break. So don't go away. There is plenty more to come. Welcome to hour number two, Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious, although very blustery, downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is April 28, 2022. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have trivia night. 
That's tonight. It is a very popular feature at the Hopknot, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Bill, of course, uh, does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays, but on Thursday nights, he's at the Hopknot. Uh, I suggest you call and reserve a table if you're going to be participating because those tables do fill up quickly. And uh, they've got a lot of great things coming up. They've got the one-year anniversary of the Gender Blender events. They've got Juneteenth in a couple of months. We'll have more information on that as that gets closer. But uh, we're just so very honored and proud to have the Hopknot as a sponsor. It's been a couple of years now, actually. So uh, please uh, stop in and visit the Hopknot and uh, joining us in studio, so we have at the news desk with the, uh, you look like the FTD florist over there, Glenn, with, so? with, the, with the flower. Remember, uh, he had a beard, uh, Merlin Olson. Remember Did Merlin he? Olson and those FTD florist ads? Yeah, but this represents um, what's going on. I understand. I'm just saying. And by the way, now, uh, Glenn, uh, the, you know, you are the people's mayor, of course. And today, you're the uh, people's uh uh, bread maker, did you make this bread? Yes, I did. You did? Wow. Well, thank you, Glenn. I even cut up the slices for you. Well, thank you very much. So Glenn brought me bread, which is very nice. He gave me the option, he, he uh, marble or chocolate, and I went with marble. And so uh, thank you, and uh, Jenny and I will enjoy that very much. You're a very generous man. That's how you got to be the people's mayor, I dare you say. Think so? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, I guess. And uh, <laughs> joining us on the couch, Victor returns. Hello, Victor. Hello, everybody. Now, you were here with us, what was it, two? Three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, so About it's uh, wonderful to see you again. And Thank you. I know that there were maybe going to be some other folks joining us, but that's okay. Actually, I think it's good that it's just the three of us. I think we'll have a, we'll be able to have a little bit of a more in-depth uh, discussion. Um, and uh, before we get rolling, in case anyone has any questions or comments or input on what we're going to be talking about, and you can probably guess what that is, uh, 603-250-6007 is the number to call, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I see that our friend uh, Miriam Banish uh, has entered the uh, chat room. Hello, uh, Miriam. Um, so uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, kind of a, a broad question. I know, uh, Victor, but I mean, how are you... Um, well, let's, for those who didn't hear your first appearance on the show, so how, how long have you been in the United States? I moved here in 1999. Okay. And uh, so pretty much over 20 years I've been uh, living over here in Manchester, New Hampshire. You, um, you have, obviously, you have family and friends you keep in, in touch with in o Ukraine? Of course. I only have my parents over here and the rest of our families over there in Ukraine right now. So what brought you here is not the war. That was 214, 2014. No, that was my wife. Oh, that's uh, when she arrived, and that was during the war. We thought it was gonna start actually in 2014, but well, so when so just to clarify, so when um, when Putin invaded when and annexed Crimea, d did you think at that time that that, that, that he was gonna go for more then? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's literally a week before that. Uh, I got married in Ukraine with my wife. Oh, right before he took yes, the... Yes, and I had to come back over over to Manchester because I had to get back to work. Yeah, yeah. And 
it all started, you know, over there, tanks oh. and stuff. I was like panicking, you know. Oh wow! Yeah. So you so were... actually Senator Shaheen helped us out to get my wife uh, quicker uh, to deal with uh, immigration and everything, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, special thanks to her that uh, she helped us out uh, a lot with that uh, process in general. Her special uh, assistant. Uh, Leticia Ortiz, if I remember correctly, she was overviewing the whole case and she would call immigration, make sure, you know, my wife's documents were on file, you know, moving forward, not somewhere on dusty shelves, mm -hmm. you know. Now, that's fantastic because, you know, immigration into the United States can be a very complicated yes. uh, process. And, Do I know uh, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, well, we're still waiting for you to renounce your uh, Canadian citizenship there, uh, Glenn. Why would I do that? I have dual citizenship. I know, but if you want to be a real American. I'm an American. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I like to bust his balls. I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just as American as I am Canadian. How's that? Oh, just as, not more. Well, look, uh, I was just saying on my TV show, in, in America, uh, our families, we have a lot of family from Canada because they they moved here uh, yeah. and we have relatives still there. And we have a lot of families from Mexico because they moved here and they still have families there. So if you look at it that way, that's probably the only thing that Russia has over Ukraine. There are a lot of families there, but the culture that he's talking about, no, totally different culture. Uh, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Ukraine is a very beautiful country. I viewed a lot of the uh, film on it and it's beautiful. Yeah, well, that's something, too, that I've been learning a lot about is uh, what, what you uh, brought up, Glenn, is, is about the, the differences in culture Big difference. between Ukraine and Russia. And, and um, I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on that, Victor, because, um, uh, I, you know, I've been hearing and reading a lot about how Ukraine over the years, and, and tell me if this perception is correct from, from what I've been able to, to gather, has been sort of steadily moving more and more westward, so to speak, and, and, and just culturally, I guess, I don't know how else to put it, becoming less and less Russian and more and more sort of, uh, you know, at becoming part of the West. Independent. Yeah, that, yeah. That is correct. Uh, and uh, the reason why, because we are closer to Europe, and if you go to Europe from Ukraine, you see a huge difference, mm -hmm. you know, starting from beautiful, clean roads and things like that, you know. And if you go towards Russia, it's kind of opposite. Yeah. You know, so and of course, uh, many Ukrainians went to work in Europe, uh, tried to support their families, you know, because of the economical issues back in 1990s and stuff. And, uh, you know, they just realized, the whole country realized that it just, you know, they need to shift towards European Union, mm -hmm. you know, just for better living, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Melanie La Liberty in the uh, chat room says, very happy families in Ukraine were helped to safety by the U.S., I wonder why the South American families uh, fleeing terrorists weren't uh, given the same support. Yeah, we don't hear uh, we don't actually hear that much about it. That's uh, that's true, Melanie. That's very true. Um, John Hopwood in the chat room wants. <laughs> we were having, uh, and you guys came in at the tail end of it in the first hour. I was talking to Eric Pilcher about uh, the mafia. Mm -hmm. uh, John Hopwood says, "Don't I don't know how serious he is about this, but maybe he is." He says, "Don't forget to ask about the Ukrainian mafia." 
Is there such a thing, Victor? And 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 or, or would you rather not uh, discuss it? <laughs> uh, I as mean, you as you laugh knowingly. There's mafia in every country. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, I would have to say that uh, in every country there is you know mafia. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't say that our mafia, you know, is compares to Italy or things like that. You know. Yes. To be honest, I have not been involved, so I cannot provide many details on it. Uh, just not specialized in it, you know. Yeah, but yeah. there is crime just like in any country. Though, oh, of course, you know? yeah. And I've been around the world. I've been in Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, Germany, like many different countries, and, you know, it's no different. Right, right. Uh, Mike Palapita, of course, from uh, Queen City Cabinetry, one of our great sponsors here at WMNH, he says in the chat room, there's no such thing as the mafia. But uh, to be fair, Mike's last name does end in a vowel, so he would say that. Uh, Glenn, is there a uh, Canadian mafia that you're uh, involved in? I'm not involved, but I'm sure there is. I mean, every country has its problems, and uh, we're no different. We have our own mafia here in the United States. We always have. Yes. Of, well, no, so, there's no such thing. How oh, dare well, you? Don't say that. I'm going to need Would you mind starting my car uh, tonight after the I show? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. I'm not your slave. All right, fine. I am an independent said, American. That's not what I meant. I just, you know, uh, uh, anyway. All right. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, fine. If I get blown up, it's on you. Um, so uh, now, so on, on uh, obviously a more uh, serious note, Victor, have you been um, continuing to keep in touch with, with people in Ukraine? I, I, we, we talked about that a little bit last time you were here. Um, it, and, and has that gotten more difficult? Uh Yes, of course, we stay in touch pretty much 24 hours a day, you know, uh, for example, my wife, her mother actually just arrived last night. Uh, She was able to receive a 10 years visa for as a tourist. She she can stay here for six months. She just got here last night. Last night we picked her up at Logan. Directly from Ukraine? Correct. Wow. Yes. She must be relieved. You all must be relieved. I mean, she had to fly out from Poland. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, But uh, yes. Oh, that's a relief, huh? That's yes. great. Good for and, her. Uh, wow. But the rest of the family, pretty much her father, brother, two brothers and a sister still over there. And on my side of the family's cousins, you know, mm-hmm. nephews. A lot of females refuse to leave their husbands yeah. in Ukraine and their little kids staying over there. So that creates problems as well, you know. And of course, men aren't allowed to leave at all, right? Yes, that's correct. They have to to, to stay and and fight. Um, uh, Most of them don't. They refuse to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Even females. Like my wife is actually fighting with her sister. No kidding. To bring her son out of the country because he's about to turn seventeen and he may not be able to leave the country. Mm-hmm. And he's just not the type of guy that you can picture with a gun. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, just loves to play video games. He's, you yeah. know, and she's You're a regular like, teenager. Yes. She's pretty much begging her to bring uh, the kid out of the country, but she yeah. says he refuses to leave and she refuses to leave her husband. So it's hard for me to imagine. You know, I think about um, when, when I, you know, as you mentioned just now, him, him being 17 or about to turn 17. And I'm and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about myself at that age and and how I would be trying to process or if I'd be able to I don't know how I would process if if I were in that situation and and what was happening around me you know I 
Uh, I, I grew up here in the United States where, you know, <laughs> you just, you know, the idea of facing something like that it, it is so unfathomable. It, and, just imagine you staying at your house and somebody comes, let's say, from Canada. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, tells no, you. No offense, Glenn. Uh, we, we, we came here to rob you, kill you, you know. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're going to stay there and defend your house. Right. Uh, and any of us would. Yeah, yeah. You know, so here's the situation, you know. Uh, most of Ukrainians refuse to leave their homes because they worked all their life, mm -hmm. worked hard to earn something, and all of a sudden somebody decides, let's take over your country, we're going to come, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why most, pretty much 99.9% .9 of Ukrainians are fighting against uh, Russians right now. Russian well, uh, military. Also, yeah. if, you, if you go back to past history, like in World War II, there are more Ukrainians that died in World War II than actually Russians from Russia. I didn't know they, that. Yeah, really? They, yeah. They huh. were the fighters, and they huh. still are the fighters. Yes. And you know what they've been doing recently? Because uh, there's been a lot of uh, soldiers being captured, and uh, I, I followed up on the interviews, uh, them being already in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the territories that Russia occupied, they pretty much grab. The, you'll be walking on the street. They'll just grab you and throw you on the front line. Wow. Yes. Uh, so close that when artillery shoots, 20 meters away, the shells are falling. There was a guy speaking, wow. and they tell him the shells will be falling 20 meters away from you, but don't worry, we will not hit you. Right. But uh, pretty much so what they're doing, they're using our Ukrainian people that under occupation right now. Yeah. They put them on the front line. So when Ukrainians defend ourselves, mm -hmm. Russia can say, oh, they're killing their own people. Look. Yeah, that's and, part and of the part That's of been the, happening a lot right now. Part of the Ukraine. game they play, yeah. And, I do know that they're 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 also capturing a lot of, especially in those territories you're talking about. They're capturing a lot of, of people that are between the ages of 18 and 25, and they bring them in a in a camp. And if they can't help them by answering the questions, they shoot them. So they're literally mm -hmm. getting rid of an entire generation. Yeah, if, if you, that's not genocide, what is? Right. If you refuse to go fight, that's what happens. They'll shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, you mentioned that that word uh, genocide, and and that's um, I know that's been the subject of some debate, but you know, I, I mean, my my feeling, and I think it's been the general consensus on this show, is that what what is happening in Ukraine is genocide. Um, my perception is that, <clears throat> you know, I don't think it was Putin's original intention because I think his original intention was I I think he thought he was just going to roll the tanks in. You know, defeat the Ukrainian military, take over the country, and uh, within 72 hours, roll the tanks back out. And that well, would be he literally it. thought they were going to give him flowers and welcome him. Right, right. Greet, he was liberating greeted them. as liberators. Yeah. 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 Some liberation. But it seems like now, uh, well, I, I shouldn't even say it seems like now because it's seemed this way for uh, weeks and weeks, but um, that, uh, you know, he's he recalculated when he realized the Ukrainians are fighters and um and is is just content to you know shell apartment buildings and there was one building where you know it said children inside on the top of the building and they bombed it anyway and, and that was just, the, and, that was the theater oh the theater yes yes and just this this indiscriminate uh uh killing of civilians and it does seem like uh 
I mean, you know, again, there's debate about whether it rises legally, you know, to the legal definition of genocide. And that debate is ongoing. But to me, just, you know, looking at it morally and ethically, it's clearly genocide because it's just the indiscriminate killing of Ukrainians and and the the Russian military, uh, whether it's uh, coming from the top or not, uh, they've just set about uh, killing whoever whoever is in their way. And there's there's no no compassion, not nothing, just uh, not not taking prisoners necessarily, just just killing uh, so to me, it's it's clearly a genocidal uh, behavior. And, and in fact, now, as the Russians have moved away from certain areas to come down to the east, what they want that path to get to yep. Crimea, and then and the Ukrainian army is going back in, and they're finding massive graves. Yes, I mean, yeah. the yep. way that you they did that when you had uh, um, Germany. Mm-hmm. And Russia yeah. claims that we kill our own people. They say, oh, it's Ukrainian military kills them. Uh, it's all lie. We're like, did we actually attack our own country, you know? Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the, the whole thing started with a lie, with, with Putin uh, massing all those troops along the border and menacing Ukraine and kept saying, no, 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 we're not going to invade. We're not up to anything. You know, it's all, you know, you're all just being, you know, him and Lavrov. And, you know, they all just said, oh, you know, you're just being paranoid. And then, and then of course, you know, this is, uh, this is what happened. But um, now, so so your your mother in law that's that's who's who got here last night. Yep. So now, so she uh, she's on a six month visa. Is yes. that how that works? Yeah. yeah, you can stay legally in the United States for six months. Then you have to go back, and then you can come back. For example, you know. Okay. So, but my wife, she hasn't seen her parents more than five years, so yeah. it was a huge relief for her. Oh, yeah. And we're hoping also her father may arrive before her birthday. So, because, you know, she, I mean, we how, all love our parents. How, you know. old her, how old is her father? Is he, is he over uh, 60? Her father is, yeah, he's like 66. Okay, so he'll, he'll be allowed to come. Yes. From 18 to 60, they're not allowed to leave the country. 65, I believe. Okay. So he, 18 to 65? You know, 18 okay. to 60, he's 65, so he'll be allowed to come. Oh, okay. Um, oh, well, that that's good. Yeah, I wondered about that, if there was uh, an age range there um, is. on that. From 18 to 60. So, but but she'll, <clears throat> so it's, it's not. Uh... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. 
Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. As far as you're aware, it's not a situation where at the end of six months, she applies for renewal while here. She has to actually go back you and do. reapply. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I have a visa for Sierra Leone for three years, and it's the same thing. I can no, not stay there more than six months, and then I have to return at least for three months before I can come back without reapplying. As long as I'm gone for three months. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, Jenny in the chat room uh, says, "I've been seeing alerts that there is a need for Americans to sponsor." Uh, Ukrainians into the country. What does that mean? Is that... It means when they get here, they have nothing. And so uh, I do know that here in Manchester, we have a large Ukrainian population. Yeah. And so some of these families are sponsoring a family, like they are in Poland, okay. for a certain amount of time they can get back on their feet. Yeah. Uh, some of them are coming in as refugees, but not all of them. Yeah. So if you have family, it's easier to come home. To come here, I should say, because you right. have someone to help you. Right. No, that makes sense. And, of course, um, now, so the the family that you have back in Ukraine, or is everyone—I I mean, it, it's a, a delicate thing to ask, uh, Victor, but uh, is as far as you know, is everyone okay? Yes. So uh, far? So far, yes. Uh, I, I do have one of my cousins. He works for police, and— uh, He's pretty much awaiting. He doesn't know yet where he's going, but it seems like he's going to be going on the front lines. Okay. He just went through some special training, and um, they just, they're not telling him exactly where, you know, yeah, and stuff, but pretty much that's one of our family members that's going to be on the front lines. And then uh, the friend that was supposed to come online today, unfortunately, because of the uh, uh, alarms, he could not. Uh, he also signed up. Uh, he was a, as a volunteer previously, just uh, trying to protect our city. Mm-hmm. But uh, a few days ago, he signed up for the army. So okay. he possibly will be going as well to the front lines. Yeah. There's many volunteers that want to go to the front and they just tired of waiting. Because mm-hmm. our city, uh, we are from a city called Lviv. Yes. It's pretty much approximately. 15 max 20 miles away from uh, Poland's border. Okay. So that's uh, where we get most of the supplies through. So that's why Russians tried to shoot just rockets at us, you know. Yeah, they haven't gotten uh, they haven't actually gotten close to Lviv, right? I mean, they've they've shot rockets like they you said, but they did shoot in the city. Yes. I actually have a few okay. videos even. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, you can see literally a rocket like flying in yeah but it, but the, but they haven't tried to because i think they've they've retreated from that whole they've retreated yeah thing. yeah you they, know what it is when he first went in, into ukraine he put too much of his military all it, it's a big country yeah it's a big country and now he realizes that uh he overfilled his plate mm-hmm. and then they weren't obviously they weren't very well trained they weren't very well fed he didn't give him enough money to buy gas and it fell apart yep yeah Absolutely. So what they're trying to do on uh, on May 9th, they're going to have a military parade. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the big they're day. trying to That's their achieve big and take some city. And I think they focused on city Mariupol. Mm-hmm. That city is pretty much destroyed, destroyed about 90%. Yeah. And there is a huge uh, 
factory that makes, uh, I believe they used to make ships. Yeah, iron ship, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's an iron uh, place. over there, like, there is a lot of underground passes. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, four miles of underground town. Yeah. And there is, uh, our, one of the Ukrainian military units is pretty much still holding the, you know, protecting the city in yeah. that area. Yeah. But it's 20 square kilometers, the territory. Okay. Even though Putin said o over TV not to bomb them anymore because they're struggling with food and everything. Mm -hmm. They've been sitting there probably last three weeks. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's a lot of civil people also hiding. Yeah. yeah. Over, we're okay. talking about a couple thousand people. Yes. Yeah. He said not to bomb it, but it gets bombed. But he surrounded, of course. He surrounded the plant. Yeah. And he says, you're not going to bomb the plant because you've already done that. But what we're going to do is they come out, shoot. So they're stuck in it. He wants them to starve. And yeah. he's still bombing. Oh, they probably are. Yeah. They're not, they're not probably. We know for sure. We see but, there is many videos on YouTube. You can see Instagram. Instagram probably the latest news you can find. Like mm -hmm. people making private videos, things like that, you know. Because mm -hmm. uh, my wife, she's on top of those things. and uh, But they did not stop bombing at all. I, I aired a, a documentary that MSNBC aired over the, over the last weekend. Mm -hmm. And they kind of aired it late, so I figured if I aired it tonight, it was earlier. Sure. Just get rid of the commercials, of course. We can't have that here. And 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 what's the name of that city that's all torn down? Uh, uh, Mariupol. Mar Mariupol. Yeah. It's gone. You look at them, and it's, it's all burnt and crushed, yeah. and the infrastructure's gone. So when they come back, and there's still tens of thousands of people that still live there. They're yeah. stuck. Uh, they'll have to start from scratch. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it's one, war. one of the things that's so heartbreaking about it all. You know, it, it's interesting, though. You mentioned Mariupol uh, or, or, or Mariupol. Um, someone was saying, because there's been this ongoing uh, speculation about whether Putin will resort to tactical nuclear weapons. And I heard uh, one of the military analysts um, that, you know, you see on cable news, it might have been, uh, might have been uh, retired General Barry McCaffrey pointing out that um, and he he used that city as a specific example of, you know, he's not going to use tactical nukes. There's no reason to. What would it accomplish? That city already looks like Hiroshima after they dropped that, yep. you know, after we dropped the bomb. There's no there's no point. There's already so much destruction for him to use mm. a tactical nuke anywhere in Ukraine. At this point, you're just contaminating the area that's already been destroyed. You know, yeah. for what? What and would be the point? You, you have to ask yourself, how can you? When this is over, because there's still part of that city he's not controlling. Once he controls the entire city, what has he won? He's destroyed the city. Yeah. It's going to cost him a lot of money to put it back together. Not only city, civil people. Yeah. Uh, I have a video uh, that I can actually show you guys. The people that, true patriots, even though the city has been occupied, uh, we're talking about civil people, not military. Mm -hmm. uh, in this video, you can see they burned their eyes out mm. and Real then cruel. Real they cruel. killed everybody and yeah. the guy that was recording the video he was recording and then he goes oh my god this is my neighbor one of the guys so yeah. they just grab any guys on the streets yeah. and if they say you know we support ukraine they just torture them and you know the russians have become barbarics or putin has that's for sure oh absolutely yes. Absolutely. In 2022, you'd think, no way, but it's still happening.
Yeah. Well, we haven't seen a, a, a you know war like this on the European continent in seventy years. Um, is there, Victor? Is when you when you talk to the folks um, back back in Ukraine, um, and I'm curious how you're feeling too in the, in this regard. Is there is there optimism? Um, because there have been, you know, first of all, I mean, obviously, Ukraine has put up a hell of a fight and uh and and pushed uh pushed the russians back out of the western part of the you know away from the western part of the country um and you know there seems to be a general sense among uh you know again these military planners i see on on uh, cable news and and just in general in the media and, and among politicians that there there seems to be a sense that ukraine can actually win you know it, is there is there optimism it's kind of hard you know to fight against the people that fight for their homes versus the people that get paid 51 or 55 dollars a day to come to our country and try to tell us that they're gonna take us over you know mm -hmm. of course people that fight for their homes they have you know they're ready to fight and yeah. they will fight until they die. The biggest issue that Ukraine is uh, having is the uh, weapons, and weapons and ammunition. And mm -hmm. that's changing. Shortage. That's changing. Yes, uh, it is changing, but slowly. Well, well, a lot faster than you think. We got told today by the president that for those I, of you who... The, the, can you just pull the mic? For those of you, you who don't think that our weapons have gotten there, they're there. Well, Even though he, he destroyed the roots, they found another way to get it there. And they now have anti-missile uh, uh, tank, uh, not tanks, they're, but the same thing that we send to Israel. Uh, the Stingers? Yes. So that No, the Stingers is or another the, thing. the Javelins? It's, it's, it's no. an anti-thing. It shoots the missile before it lands on you. The, uh, they're called anti- of, uh, Is it the Pro? Are you talking about? It's called anti-something. Okay. So yeah. they now have that, and that helps. Yeah. And I believe that there are some plane, plane, planes coming. Yes, I heard of that as and well. And they need that. Well, there's a lot coming. I mean, there's a, a new uh, aid package that is enormous. And actually, I noticed something. So, you know, President Zelensky had been, uh, you know, very publicly saying over and over, you know, to everybody, to NATO and, and you know. The whole world. The, the whole world, you know, we need weapons. Please give us more. Please give us more. Um, I'd say maybe... You know, sometime last week, his tone changed a little bit, and and the message kind of shifted from "we need more, please, please give us more" to you know, I think we have enough. We can actually repel Russia. And then today, Biden announced the new, this enormous new package um, on top of what what we've already given, which President Zelensky at a certain point finally said you know i i think we we have enough we can we can uh, we can work with this so um so i would imagine that there's a lot of optimism based on that and, and yes i would like to say in general thank you to united states for all the support because i i believe ukraine's getting the most support right now from the United States. We and spent $55 billion as of from yesterday. people yeah. of USA. Of I see a lot of support. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of flags everywhere. I was uh, working about a week ago in Newburyport. Almost every other house mm. had a Ukrainian flag. I was really, I was taking pictures, actually, sending huh. to my friends in Ukraine just to cheer them up, you yeah. know, because they, uh, they're very focused to win this war. They're not giving yep. up. But still, you know, when it turns into like almost two months, mm -hmm. 
at some point, you know, you, uh, some people may give up. So we try yeah. to cheer them up as much as we can uh, to stay in touch. You know, I send them, you know, anything I see regarding Ukraine and U.S., I, I, I try to forward them. And most of Ukrainians from U.S. doing that. Yeah. In fact, uh, today is day 65, so it's over two months now. And, and yeah. also, uh, uh, the United States... Uh, should say Germany over the weekend sent them 50 of their best high-tech tanks, which they need. Yeah. And, and, and so this is the first time that Germany has done that. And Germany was warned today that maybe we're going to cut off your gas. And they said, fine. So actually the, the president, the new president of Germany says, we are not preparing for war. It's come to that. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen eventually. He, he, they can't hold on anymore. Uh, uh, because he keeps, he keeps, he just, invaded another poor country that does, can't even defend itself. This guy has no humanitarian, no morals. Mm-hmm. You know, either you're going to be with me, you're going to be my slave, I own you, or I'm going to kill you. And that's not good. Yeah, and uh, the the issue we saw that uh, it wasn't the United States. United States, like I said, supports 100% Ukraine. It was more European countries, some of the European countries that they had difficulties with. They tried to get support Russia. They would not support it publicly, but they would still buy their oil, you know, mm-hmm. and other things pretty much. And if Russia received the money for oil and gas, that's what 40% of their economy pretty much. So they can keep on sponsoring this war, you know. And you not have to pay in ru- in rupels. Oh, yes. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That and was, not everybody has that. That was, that was, uh, Do you have any rupels roaming around somewhere? That was, rubles. Rubles. Not, not like rubles. they're worth anything. Yeah. That rubles. was, that was one of the big, uh, uh, news items yesterday was, uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Gasprom? Is that the, the name yeah. of the company? Yeah. The Russian oil company? Yeah. No more. Uh, they're not going to supply any more natural gas to, uh, Poland and Bulgaria and Poland. I don't know what Bulgaria's situation is exactly, but Poland basically just gave them the finger and said, "Fine, yep. <laughs> you know we've we've been preparing for this. That's we don't right. we don't need you. They have enough gas and oil right now, at least to run through the summer. And they'll they'll well, the contract was due to be up anyway, and, yeah. and apparently Poland had no intentions of no. renewing it. So, um, and and the reason was the reason, uh, you know, because Putin said, well, you know, you got to pay us in rubles now." You know, to try to boost the ruble. You know, yeah. we're not going to accept payment any other way. You got to pay us in rubles, and uh, you know, and of course, everyone uh, tells Russia, "Well, go screw. We're not going to pay but, you in rubles." Yeah, if you look at the contracts that they signed in the contracts, it's specified either U.S. dollars or uh, euros. It doesn't it, say rubles. Right. The, the, the U.S. dollars they can't spend no more because they're uh, because of the sanctions. Yeah. There's no yeah. bank that will honor it. So yeah. he's pretty much, you know, going against the contract that they signed. Yeah. That's why I heard about Germany. Yeah. Because when the Russia announced that they will only accept rubles mm-hmm. uh, as payment, that's what Germany responded with. They said, hey, it doesn't say in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, Russia probably doesn't care about the contract. And right. they just want to, you know, use anything they can to use it against you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was surprised yesterday to hear that Russia and the U.S. have been negotiating for months over one of our military men and yes. one of their spies, and they finally did make the change. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's some hope, but so little hope for this guy. You know, he was probably not even part of the negotiation. He's probably his own people that were doing it. His staff. Wait, who? I don't think Putin was in charge of that. 
Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't get involved of in prisoner not. swaps. I mean, he leaves not. that uh, to others to handle. No, but it is um, it is worth noting, and you know, and I mentioned it yesterday because um, it is encouraging if, if, if nothing. I mean, it's funny. I was in the car when the news broke, and uh, I was listening to one of the news stations, and, uh, you know, there's been a, a dramatic uh, diplomatic uh, 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 event between the United States and Russia, and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And, uh, and then it turned out to be that. And it is good because, you know, you always want to have, even if it's only a tiny fraction of a tiny fraction. An open door. You want to have some sort of cooperation mm-hmm. happening between the two world's largest nuclear powers. Of course. So even something just like a prisoner swap, I don't mean just like, I mean, it's a big, it it's, is it's, it's a big deal. And it's, you know, and, and uh, for the families of, of these prisoners, it's a wonderful, you know, Trevor Reed and. Uh, Yaroshenko, is that the yeah. uh, gentleman's name, the Russian guy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a big deal for them, and, and that's great for them. But it's also, you know, that there's something that could happen diplomatically even now. That's a good thing. And and I hope we see more of it. I know this uh, other gentleman, Waylon, is kind of sitting there like, what about me? Hopefully he's next. Um, and it may be. And, and apparently these talks are ongoing for these prisoner swaps. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so hopefully there will be more of that and more of that cooperation. And, uh, you know, so it, it's a good it's a good thing to see that, you know, people get very, you know, and uh, John Hopwood will be here tomorrow and he's very pessimistic about, you know, uh, what could happen as far as, uh, you know, a nuclear confrontation or something of that sort, which I think is absolutely not uh, going to happen. But um, well, when he did, his, yeah. when he when, when Putin did his conference today. He was standing by uh, three nuclear bombs that were sitting on the side yeah. in, in a building, and just that's how he um, that's how he threatens people. Yeah, I, I get him. I can push him around. Yeah, he he and uh, Kim Jong Un have yep, uh, yeah. a lot in common lot that in way. Common. They, they they act like Bond villains, and they uh, they like to pose with their weapons, or you know, just you could marry them together, and you wouldn't miss them. But I don't believe, you know, like like we were talking about earlier, I don't think there's uh, much chance at all that he's going to use a tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine. It would be actually, it would only make things worse for him and, you know, for everyone, but but including himself. He, he did talk about and, his uh, smart bomb, and his smart bomb allows 16 other weapons that would fly out of there. You're talking about the hypersonic or is No, or, he's got a new else? atomic oh. bomb. It's called the smart bomb. Oh. And it allows 16 missiles inside the when yeah. the bomb blows up it gets sent to different areas well they have used the uh, cluster bombs i believe right which are it's, it's which, similar, which, which it's are similar than that which this, are also illegal but this one is in within the atomic bomb yeah. before the atomic bomb reaches its its destination and blows up oh, it sends these 16 missiles could, yeah. could have been to 16 other countries when the heck knows yeah it's yeah, but he's not. I I really don't believe. I call it. those dirty bonds. I don't think he's even going to use uh, chemical weapons again. I just don't know well, what the point would be. I thought they said he did it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and and that's an, uh, an town Bucha. An actual yeah. chemical weapon? Yeah. They claiming yes that supposedly three soldiers have died. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, but there is a lot of uh, mass graves going on in Bucha. Yeah. It's a yeah. huge tragedy. And uh, pretty much the that city is missing on the map. Yeah, it's just yeah. the desert now. Yeah, no, that's it's... that's what they've been doing. And right now, the second wave of the war, uh, you know what they've been doing? They've been just riding tanks into people's houses, 
and that's pretty much their another, cover. An, another, they another, just drive into people's house, and that's yeah. how they hide their tanks. It's now. another way to they shy away. they destroying the country. Yeah, they, they, they are. Also, did you know that Ukraine it was it has been known as being the biggest wheat seller uh, uh, in Europe, and right now they can't get their stuff. And plus, their fields aren't worth much. I mean, they've actually bombed some, some of the fields, which makes no sense to me. I believe it's like 30% worldwide shortage will be uh, with wheat. Yeah, a lot of this. Forward. I mean, uh, so much of what's happening It's going to bring up the price of wheat, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so much of this has global implications oh. in, in terms yeah. of food supply yeah. and uh, sure. supply chain issues that just keep mounting and, and energy, of course. And uh, it's very discouraging. Uh, you know, but, it's, it's funny. He has six... Uh, he has, <clears throat> he has six, uh, gas, uh, what do you call them? They're pipelines in Ukraine. He hasn't shut those down, but he shut the ones that are going the other way. So he, he, he knows where his butter is, is still on, on what side of the bread. That's his income. Yeah. And if he bombs, if he uses an atomic bomb, they're not that deep, those tunnels. They're, they're going to go away. Yeah. It's, it's. It's just not going to happen. I mean, look, the only uh, there are people who think that Putin has maybe lost it and will, as he gets more and more desperate, well, will, extent he has. will resort to more <laughs> desperate, uh, desperate tactics. But I, I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. And, you know, look, I always say to people, too, to the doomsayers, you know, he's not he's not doing all this just to at the end of it, blow up the world. You know, what would be the point? So um, he did say if there will be no Russians, then the rest of the world shouldn't exist either. Yeah. At, at some point, he claimed that. Well, yeah. you have to ask yourself then, Matt, that if he says that, that there'd be no no sense in blowing up the whole world, but would be the purpose. Uh, he's pretty much destroying a big country called Ukraine. And what would be what would be his his say? I won. What did you win? You destroyed the country. You can't even use it. Well, if he. I think uh, how is he going to rebuild it? He doesn't have the money. He nobody, doesn't even have the ruble. Nobody, I don't think he's planning to. Of course not. Well, he wants to. So he wants that gray zone, yeah, kind of between yeah. Europe and him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he wants to connect uh, um, Crimea and, Crimea and uh, Donbas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much straight up road, and also right. for May 9th, he's trying to show some kind of accomplishment that, like they call army, well, he second have, army of the yeah. world. Yeah. He, he better have a better plan because he's not winning. Actually accomplished something in Ukraine, but so far they're struggling uh, unless they destroy completely the whole city, you know. But they lost already like 22,000 soldiers. Yeah. Plus many of them has been captured and they actually created a special battalion in, from Ukraine's side. They, uh, it's called uh, Russian Freedom. Uh, those are the prisoners that's been captured, a Russian military. Uh, they go through some kind of a uh, program and they go fight against Russians. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they're against, again, uh, they're not against Russians. They're against Putin's uh, what, political. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It will be very interesting. We, we got to start to wrap up in a moment, but it, it will be very interesting. You know, you mentioned, uh, Victor, May 9th. Um, what happens at, because... Obviously, he's looking to uh, Putin is looking to celebrate that day. It's a very important day in Russian history, and I just wonder: Will is it possible that May 9th is is the beginning of the end of this? Does he take that day to say, 
you know, to sort of declare victory and leave, as as the uh, as the old expression there goes. There is no victory. Well, there may if, if there's something he can claim, you He's know, hoping, you know, I don't know. He I, can claim that he bombed these cities and destroyed them. That's all he can do. Yeah. No, but I'm thinking in terms of connecting Donbass well, and yes, Crimea. And but if, uh, the president of Ukraine made it clear that if they're going to negotiate a way out of this war, they are to give us back all our lands, including. Right. Crimea. Including Crimea, Because yeah. they, they stole it. It's still not being recognized by most of the world. Right. Of course. Of course. Well, we do, we do need to uh, begin to wrap up, but Victor, thank you so much for thank coming Thank you guys today. for having me and for all the support. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I hope that uh, hope that your family uh, continues to, um, you know, to do, uh, to be okay during this challenge. We, and, we will win. I'll come over. We'll celebrate it together, guys. I believe it. I believe it 100%. Absolutely. And Glenn, Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor, thank you so much. You're welcome. By the way, uh, Rocky in the uh, chat room uh, said something about uh, the Canadian mafia smuggles uh, maple syrup over the border. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? That, is that true? No, because they had their own maple syrup. Ah. <laughs> they, had the, they had the maple trees, too. Where'd you get that, Rocky? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we grow our own. And he also said the Canadian mafia was smuggling Glenn's mom over the border uh, when he was born halfway My halfway mom up. was an American. <laughs> my dad, that was, well, my, they were both fresh, but my mom was an American. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, very good. Glenn R.J. Willett, the People's Mayor. Always lovely to see you, my friend. Same here. All right. Victor, thank you again, and uh, thank, thank you, you to Thank you to everyone who called in today, and if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit. At so w- don't forget to break bread with Jen. Oh, of course, yes. Thank you again, Glenn, for this wonderful bread. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Oh, and thank you to Kyle Clayton. He left us cake. Wow. Yes, yes. Lots of goodies. Lots Where of is goodies. that cake? Uh, I, I ran it out to the car. Oh, you did? For uh, refrigeration purposes. It's it's actually in my car. All right. But, uh, yes. But, uh, so, yeah, wonderful. Everyone make sure we're well fed. We well, appreciate it. it. it was, isn't it his birthday tomorrow or something? Whose birthday? Carl. He's coming He's coming over to birthday soon. You mean uh, EZG? No, no, Carl. Carl? It might be Carl's birthday, and I didn't know it. I, I know, know. EZG's also coming up. It's, it's one of them anyway. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, Glenn, uh, and those of you watching on uh, on uh, online can see this, uh, the jealous one, you know, the guy from yeah. New York, He uh, he's been mentioning you in his videos now. Oh, really? And he refers to you as the Gorton's Fisherman. <laughs> and I have to say, you do remind me of him. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. On that sure. note. You have to go. <laughs> we do have to go. Thank you, everybody. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Don't forget, tomorrow we have Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review. And John C. Hopwood will be here with us live in studio. And uh, that's it for me for now. Talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Au revoir. Au revoir. It swallows all my life. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.